0: All right, ladies, welcome to week nine. We are live in Seattle, Washington, Seahawk country, and we've got a packed pod this week. Uh, We'll cover the fastest two minutes, obviously a big week in the NFL league. Uh, This is moving week. Uh, We've got Tom Brady potentially to LA Chargers next season. Uh, NFL trade deadline, uh, total dud. We've got some news for our MLB fans in the league. And then lastly, we actually have some breaking news. Our very own booty champ, Dan Dan, um, has a special announcement. We will look back at week eight preview, week nine with Matt Dolan. Of course, we've got Gabe Studs and Duds. Uh, no interview this week. We will resume that next week. And of course, as always, we'll finish it off with Jake's kicking corner and a special interview from someone around the league. All right, let's get to it. For our first story of the week, we had a big week in the NFL League. uh, Three weeks to go in the regular season, and we call this, quote, moving week. Uh, One win separates first and eighth place. Holy moly. Uh, This has been probably the most competitive NFL season yet, uh, where no one can really seem to break away from the pack, um, unless it's the back of the pack. Sorry, Jake. Uh, Tom Brady, the LA Chargers. Interesting news out of the NFL. Um, There is some reason to believe this is a possibility. Um, Let's think about it. New stadium in LA. Uh, The Chargers are loaded really on both sides of the ball. Tom Brady has Hollywood aspirations. And there does, again, to be some hostility among the Brady and Belichick camps uh, once again. Uh, Max Kellerman uh, threw out a pretty hot take. He thinks Brady would flounder in Los Angeles, and if Philip Rivers ended up in New England, he would win a Super Bowl with Belichick. Uh, the one big question here is Does Rivers take all of his kids with him? <laughs> and our fourth story we've got the NFL trade deadline. Um, not much happened there, total dud. Uh, there was one notable trade. Shipping Akib Talib, cornerback for the Rams, to the winless Dolphins, uh, reuniting him with Brian Flores, the former defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Womp womp. Uh, for our NFL, f- excuse me, for our MLB fans, um, really exciting news: the Bryce Harperless Washington Nationals. Uh, just bested the Houston Astros in the 2019 World Series, winning the best-of-seven showdown with all four of their wins coming on the road. A first in MLB history. Congrats, and we'll see you all in February. And for our final story, this has got to be the most exciting kind of topic of the day Our very own booty champ, Dan Dan has agreed to a regular segment on this pod, the NFFL pod. Um, The working title is, and I quote, the five things you didn't know you needed to know with Dan Dan, unquote. Um, At time of this particular production, this segment is going to slot in as the replacement for our previous segment, the fastest two minutes. Uh, We're really looking forward to adding his expertise (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, I was going to say his expertise in football um, to the segment. Um, But once again, we're going to propel us to the number one podcast of NFL League Governors. Welcome to the pod, man. Uh, When asked for comment, Dan Dan replied, quote, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to throw some spaghetti at a wall and see what sticks. Uh, You tell me what we should do, unquote. Looking forward to seeing what sticks in week 10. All right. Looking back at week eight. Uh, great job this week, Matt. You went 3-2, and, and I think that's your first week um, you batted above five hundred um, in your picks. Uh, Tommy beat Brooks. You had that one right. Um, Derek beat Gabe. You also had that one right. Uh, Matt DeFran beat Alex. Wrong on that. Dan beat Jake. Uh, you were right there. And then, as you all know, uh, Matt, you beat me. Uh, so 3-2 on the week. Very nice let's get it back to you for our week nine preview
1: good freaking morning or afternoon or night i don't know what time you guys listen to this but it's your commissioner and i am making projections for the week nine matchups so here we go jumping into it right off the bat we got a blowout and it's a blowout of a guy who's helping lead the league vince is five and three and looking pretty good but derek DeFrancisco francisco will be coming through and crushing him that is, if Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, and Josh Jacobs play, they're currently all questionable. But if the, those guys play, I don't think Vince stands a chance. Vince's team doesn't have great matchups. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to keep falling short. Tom Brady's actually questionable, which i got to imagine he's still playing. Um, look at the rest of his teams. It's cool to see that Jamal Williams is back but his team does not look solid enough, nor does it put up consistent points that match anywhere close to Derek. Vince has got the better record. Derek has a significantly higher points for. I think Derek's uh, season begins to correct itself, and Derek is on his path to the playoffs. Derek gets his fifth win. Vince gets his fourth loss. Uh, Next game, we've got Matt Francisco and Tommy. It's like the firefighter game. Ooh, I hope there's a side bet at the fire station around this game. And if there's not, Tommy, I'm going to tell you to force it to happen because my expert projections have you winning by at least 15 points. That's got to give you some boat of confidence, right? Tommy's got Russell Wilson, dominant. Tommy's got Nick Chubb, dominant. Mike Evans, dominant. Stephon Diggs, dominant. Travis Kelsey, dominant. And even Josh Lambeau, who's dominant. That's a kicker in case you didn't know. Uh, In his flex, he's got Emmanuel Sanders. That's a fun, hot pick. I'm loving as a 49ers fan. Uh, Matt DeFrancisco. Matthew Stafford, that's something. Darren Waller is definitely a serious contender. Great tight end. But Phillip Lindsay and Adrian Peterson are looking questionable. At the end of the day, they'll probably play, but will either of them be able to put up a ton of points? I'm not too sure about that. So if Devontae Adams comes back and Green Bay goes off, I think that is Matt DeFrancisco's game-changer. But I'm giving Tommy his 6th win of the season and Matt Francisco his 5th loss of the season. Uh, next game would be Brooks Lively, who is coming in here with Jameis Winston. That guy causes problems for his own team. Le'Veon Bell not quite living up to it. Uh, looking at the rest of his team, the Panthers D is pretty good, I guess. Uh, Evan Ingram's all right. There's just not a ton I look at this team and i am really, really impressed with. So I actually am loving my matchup against Brooks because I'm the guy playing them, and I desperately need what is a win. That's right. That could be my third win in a row. I won my first two games, felt pretty cocky, lost four straight. That hurt like hell. But I've won two in a row, and I'm looking at a third. I feel like Brooks Lively is the guy to give it to me. Uh, Lamar Jackson is back off of a bye, but he is playing New England's defense, so that is going to be tough. But George Kittle is playing against Arizona, the worst tight end defense in the league tonight on Halloween. You're probably not going to be listening to this on Halloween. So hopefully what I'm saying doesn't bite me in the butt. But I am banking on Kittle going off on Halloween, banking on the Seahawks defense crushing Tampa Bay. Not only their defense, their kicker, Jason Myers, pretty glad I dropped Nugent. Um, yeah, my team, I'm going to be beating Brooks. I'm feeling good about it. Next game, we've got Gabe versus Jake. Uh, I've already seen some hot takes online that Jake might pull off a big upset on Gabe, as much as I would love that to be the case. And I can even acknowledge that this game might be close because Jake's team every now and then can get hot if things all line up at once. But he's got four questionable players in his lineup right now. Uh, Saquon Barkley's got a mediocre matchup. It's actually tough to find anybody besides DJ Chark on his team who has a good matchup. So I don't think it's enough for Jake to beat Gabe. Gabe's team, Carson Wentz, maybe he'll start playing, but it's people like Dalvin Cook, Chris Godwin, who are going to just continue to help uh, Gabe dominate. But like Gabe said, anything can happen any week. Um, Gabe does walk away with this win. And that would uh, give Gabe his sixth win and Jake, I'm thinking, probably his eighth loss. I don't have his record up anymore. Uh, And then the final game. This one should be a good one. Uh, In many ways, it'd be easy to say Alex is going to come out and crush this. Aaron Rodgers has been hot. Adam Thielen is awesome. Mark Andrews is a solid tight end that my quarterback loves to throw to. And as much as I hate to admit it, Melvin Gordon's back. Oh, did I mention the Patriots defense? They're unstoppable. Dan will be coming in with Deshaun Watson, Leonard Fournette. If Matt Breida can break off and do some work against Arizona, which is totally possible, Dan's got a chance. I do want to give it to Alex, but as we all know, and perhaps we all hate, Dan has the ability to shock us over and over and over and over. Dan, we hate you. Good luck to everybody in the league, except you, Brooks. Good night.
0: All right, man. Welcome to week nine. What's up? Going on. How you doing, man? It's so good to be here. Thank you for joining. Happy Halloween. I appreciate you squeezing me in.
2: Of course. Thank you for having me so late. I'm so sorry. We were uh, was watching The Shining for the first time. That movie is as long as it is old.
0: Is it as scary as it is long?
2: Uh no. no, 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 not at all.
0: <laughs> I'm not a, a big, you know, scary thriller movie fan, so uh, I've managed to avoid that one.
2: Yeah, I, it's, it's not a scary movie. I mean, this is my first time seeing it, I'm sure. I I mean, you, most people that have seen it are like a thousand years old because it was made like a thousand years ago.
0: So probably our whole league knows what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, so you guys told me, is it a good movie? Is it a scary movie? Obviously, it's not from everything I've seen. (laughs) Um, It's just a big case of cabin fever and, like, whatever. Special abilities. That's that's the whole movie summed up. Sounds (laughs) thrilling. Yeah, not that great. So, there you go. Add that one to the list of old movies that just, whatever. Good for context. Apparently, tons of movies or, like, shows reference it, but you know what not important
0: let's move on we've got studs and duds as always looking back at week eight um since this is a halloween episode do you have uh something crazy for us something spooky how are we doing this
2: sure dude i think let's go all spooky let's go for spooky things on the teams um i jotted down some thoughts actually and i i have some real spooky thoughts um Let's let's kind of jump into them. Some of them are like a little... You know, we'll, we'll just see. Let's just jump into a dud slash stud.
0: Ooh, okay. Interesting. Hit me with a it. Little,
2: a little Jekyll and Hyde, if you will, for this All Hallows Eve day. Ooh. Shit, I don't know. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Godwin and Evans. So, Evans right. went off, looked like an incredible being again, and Godwin played like shit. Oh, man. Almost no points.
0: Well, what happened there? I mean, I know they uh, Godwin, it seemed like, had kind of become the number one target in Tampa Bay. Uh, we both know, and I think we've talked about this extensively, Jameis Winston's trash. Uh, so how did Mike Evans uh, get the, the better end of this, uh, this matchup this week?
2: Here's what I've come to the conclusion. There is no damn way of knowing who is going to be good and who is going to be bad out of these two but from everything I've learned this season they both cannot be good at the same time and very rarely is one of them doing very poorly
0: tough situation to be in um obviously Tommy's got Mike Evans do you know off the top of your head who has Godwin
2: I I have a decent hunch that yours truly might have been screwed by him Ooh, I'm sorry to hear it my man
0: Yeah, that's a tough position. I mean, I think you kind of laid it out perfectly. Um, He's probably part of the reason that you have some really big weeks and then some really low weeks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and he brought me to the lowest of my lows. Uh, I mean, I took a 60-point loss. That, That hurts deep down, and it's probably all Godwin's fault because he can't keep up some games.
0: I mean, I'm looking through some of the numbers I didn't realize this. Godwin is the third best wide receiver in the NFL fantasy wise this season. And Mike Evans is number four, which is actually incredible. They're both top five talents. But to your point, uh, they both don't go off on any given any given Sunday. It's really uh, one or the other.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you could take a look at the scientific method or whatever the hell you want, but nothing tells you who's going to be good and maybe
0: it's the pythagorean theorem that we should be looking at
2: uh yeah or the shit, uh, yeah that's maybe the holy trinity dr- isn't that dr- three points <laughs> that Winston, is as well throw up some god triangles
0: <laughs> god that's a a really unfortunate holy trinity i don't think that one's too <laughs> much for anybody
2: yeah, so I'm I'm throwing Godwin up this week. Evans, I throw up other weeks. You know, they're both gonna always fluctuate. And that makes for one spooky situation. Spooky. Who's our next one? So next one we have, oh shit, is this the same team? I didn't even pay attention. We got Ronald Jones the second. Ronald Jones. What did he do last week? So he did 5.2 for you, Wolf over there. But the issue is him and Barber is the same thing. Uh they fluctuate. It looks like Barber's kind of the guy paying out there, but they can fluctuate. You never know. They've got the whole San Francisco thing going on where they, they rotate the backs a bunch and mm. it's it's all luck of the draw to who gets the points.
0: I know when uh, Bruce Arians went from the Cardinals to the Bucks. Everyone is pretty excited. Um, Bruce Hearns is kind of known as the, the quarterback whisperer. Um, we, I don't think we've really seen Jameis Winston break out under him. Um, and his offense just kind of looks all over the place. They're one of those teams that kind of sits in the middle. Um, they're never really that good, never really that bad. Uh, I don't really know what, what to make of them, to be honest.
2: I don't either. I think Jameis Winston is a very good backup quarterback. And until they solve that issue, I think it's always going to be a middle-of-the-pack team.
0: I think you're right. Uh, My my thought when Jameis Winston came into the league, he's going to be like a poor man's Cam Newton. Like, they they both have the size. Cam
2: Cam Newton is a poor man's Cam (laughs) Newton.
0: Easy there. (laughs) I had so much hope in Cam Newton this season. And, you know, I I know for a while they were talking about him (laughs) being traded to the Bears actually would have been pretty sick um but uh yeah man i don't know they're a mess and I, I don't i'm not sure bruce arian has the answer uh to fixing things in uh tampa bay
2: yeah i mean they could always make the most incredible trade and get baker mayfield or some magical way like that but <laughs> that's not for this year now so sorry guys
0: i mean I, I still think there's a chance johnny Manziel finds himself back in the league so we'll see
2: it, yeah, maybe. It's, it's going to take some time for us to forget about all the wrong he's done. And with Baker out here, it's possible that he comes back and then we're all just like, holy shit, this dude's amazing.
0: So I, I do want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about Baker. I know he's uh, one of your top three best friends. Is he on either of your lists this week? And if not, maybe uh, you can use this as your, your soapbox to um, kind of drag him through the dirt.
2: Yeah, I didn't put him on the list. It's funny because I don't have to bring him up. I think the league understands very well how right we were, how we know this dude sucks, and everybody's like, wow, Gabe and Vince, those guys fucking get it. Like, <laughs> I, they're geniuses, and yeah, are right, I mean, we are.
0: I think, I, I honestly think if one of these NFL teams hired us together to be the GM, we would actually have a really good team.
2: I I agree one hundred percent. Let's just do it. I'm gonna write them in. I'm gonna send them the podcast as evidence.
0: Please do. Be like, <laughs> hey, these guys have been talking about this for the last, you know, ten weeks. They probably know what they're talking about.
2: Yeah. If any professional though ever listened to this podcast and they heard some of the shit that we say, just sometimes I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I just like guess and make assumptions because I didn't have time to look things up. they would be like yeah that's not true
0: let's be honest that's essentially what matt berry does
2: (laughs) okay yeah i i mean that's what a lot of them do i feel like some of them are just so good at bullshitting that they they can do that and that's my goal in life is to not do any real work and just bullshit my (laughs) way through life
0: and that's not just podcasts that's like other things too right
2: that's what I strive my whole life to be. You know what? Tomorrow I'm gonna call in a work from home and Ooh. probably play Call of Duty or watch some movies. I don't know. We'll see. Dude,
0: how's Call of Duty going? Have you like leveled up or whatever?
2: Fantastic. Uh, add me on there, bro. Download it today. Everybody, you know, send me a friend request if you're playing. Let's go, let's go kick some ass.
3: Wow.
0: I, I really I know you've been talking about it for a while. I've been doing some traveling. I mentioned earlier on in the podcast, I'm up in this this shitty part of the country uh, in Seattle. You're still, in, Seahawks, you're still in
2: Seattle, Seahawk
0: country. <laughs> I haven't been here the whole time. I Uh-oh. just came back.
2: <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit, that's the longest trip I have ever heard."
0: No, I was. I was back for a little bit. I, but I did have to come back up here. It's all good. What is our? What are we on our second or third stud or dud of the week? I think it's Let's our third. Let's go
2: through our third, and then I'm gonna do just a quick homage to my boy. But let's talk about Marvin Jones. This dude blows up. And then last week, just does 2.2. He is another fluctuating beast. uh, He's a spooky one, man. You start him in your lineup, and he's a boomer bust. You never know what you're going to get.
0: So did you know the backstory on this Marvin Jones character and what happened with Jake? Did, Did he share this with you?
2: I don't. No, if he did i i would love to hear what
0: happened so, so jake when jake came up to san francisco and we hung out jake told me he'd been riding marvin jones all season right he was starting him in his lineup he was he was fine he was kind of pedestrian and then he for some reason i think it was either during the some quarterback or some kicker fiasco where he needed to drop someone quickly and he dropped marvin jones and that was the game that he went off for like 35 points and uh-huh. he was so mad about it. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, maybe Jake's not as mad now after that two-point score. But uh, I think he really could have used Marvin Jones in his lineup that week when he really went off.
2: I'm so sorry for your loss, Jake. I hope after this week you never lose another game.
0: I, I think if he won out, he would still in last
2: <laughs> but i mean you're you're playing in the, in the loser playoffs in the junk playoffs so oh, if he wins out i mean he, he doesn't take home the junk
0: true oh yeah it's a good point i'm looking at our projected playoff bracket let's take a look here in our winner's bracket we've got alex in the four seed Playing Dan, the one seed, and then yourself in the three seed playing Tommy, as a oh, two shit. seed. I know that's a bad matchup. <laughs> uh, down down in the bottom, we've got wow the ten seed, Jake playing. uh, No use for a name, which is Brooks.
2: Now see that's
0: a rough luck. That's
2: a, rough look. a that's a good matchup right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why do you say that?
2: I just I would love to watch that game. I think you guys will do very well against each other uh, in the junk playoffs.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty adorable. And then I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the doorstep looking looking in, but uh, from outside, I'm in the five seed. I really think I've got I've got no shot unless my record's better than someone else's. My points four is just trash, man. Another way to cut
2: it. So sorry for your loss. And but it's perfect on topic because that's a scary number to see. And being Halloween, let's just scare the (laughs) shit out of ourselves.
0: Amen to that. Uh you mentioned you've got some, some additional thoughts you wanted to share.
2: Yeah, let's let's just get this out there for the league. Let's let's talk about Ertz for a second. Oh no. Uh my boy with two points. Um you know, obviously traded <laughs> Ty Hilton for him, which so far, ugh. but this this man is a top three tight end in the league. Once he starts moving, I think right now with Carson and the Eagles, where they're at, they're at a place where they they need to come to Jesus, and he's going to go for his church friend Zach. I'm not ruling him out yet. He's He's kind of really sucked the sack for a little bit, and I I acknowledge it. it scares me to death, but I I have hope and I have faith in this boy. So Alex, I'm I'm still ruling our trade decent for right now.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't think Ty, T.Y. Hilton's done anything amazing uh, since you traded him, but uh, you're right. I think Zach Ertz is definitely underperforming. Um, obviously, being a huge Eagles fan. Um, you likely saw the news that Josh Gordon was placed on IR by the Patriots, um, so essentially releasing him. Any interest from your Eagles in Josh Gordon?
2: I haven't heard anything at the moment, and usually the the things I follow are pretty fast. Um, with Deshaun Jackson supposedly going to be active this Sunday, I'd be surprised if we made a move for him. Um, if Deshaun's injury gets delayed anymore though i it wouldn't surprise me one bit
0: so i think the scenario right now is that he's on the waiver wire which i'm not a hundred percent sure how the nfl waiver wire w- works uh, i think but it's I think, a lot
2: like fantasy you just wait and and don't pick up anybody ever so then you move to the top of the list and then you can pick somebody up right away
0: you might be right so the the thought there was that i think the eagles are pretty far down so it's kind of a long shot Uh, but there was some talk about him potentially ending up in Philly if, uh, you know, if kind of the, the car, the stars aligned and to your point, Deshaun Jackson, uh, wasn't able to, to go on Sunday.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I'd be okay with it. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of flash, but I, we need all the help we can get. But that being said, without flash, um, Ertz is looking even better and better as Carson needs to find what's working for him and get his pace going again.
0: I feel, feel you there. And I think uh, that's going to be a big key to your playoff push. Um, if Zach Ertz can kind of get it together and become, you know, that top two, top three tight end that we kind of all thought he would be, um, would be huge. So, Gabe, what else do you have for me this week?
2: You know, that's really it. I uh, just had a short little spooky list this week. Um, you know, a couple thoughts real fast. Let's see. Who the hell had Drake and didn't start him today?
0: Ooh, Dumb. that was Derek.
2: Derek, bro, he was the only person on that team. I don't know what you were thinking. I'm throwing you up here for a quick dud for not 24
0: points. I felt pretty good about that when I saw that. I was like, oh gosh. Man, that would uh that would be messy. But yeah, twenty four point two points. Um Kendon Drake was basically the only thing um the Cardinals had going for them against the Niners. But I mean it was a close game. Um and yes, I'm definitely fortunate that uh Derek did not start him.
2: Oh, are you playing Derek this week? Yeah. <laughs> no, congrats, bro. <laughs> Thank well, you, thank that, you. That works out great. Uh, kind of funny how the San Francisco defense got two points today against the freaking Cardinals, but that's for another week.
0: That is for another week. I'm sure that's going to be on some sort of list uh, next week during our discussion.
2: Well, I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> Was that the last the last thing you had for us?
2: That's all I got for you guys today. Real excited to see the scores after this week. For some reason, dude, I just feel like with all my team taking questionables, Jake has a very good chance. He has a lot of cues on his team, though, too. So who knows? It's like I said last week and kind of we've all figured out there's no science in this league. It's just whatever happens, happens. Just let it happen, baby.
0: Just ride with it. Just ride with it. That's right. All right, man. As always, it was great chatting with you. I hope you had a great Halloween. Hopefully, you're eating a bunch of candy playing Cod um, late into the morning.
2: Sounds perfect. Thank you so much, and you have yourself a great night.
4: All right, man. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. Peace. Let's just start this off with a list of people that suck. Matt Nagy, Chicago Bears coach. Baker Mayfield. Jared, the guy from Subway. Las Vegas strippers. Kyler Murray, for all the running around he does and still getting sacked. Actually, <clears throat> Eddie Pinero, the Bears kicker, and the Bears.
5: Once again, we're coming to you from Dicka's Restaurant in the heart of Chicago, the city of the big shoulders, home to a certain team which, come January, will run roughshod over the competition in Super Bowl 26, A team that is known as the Bears. The, the Bears. Bears. <laughs>
4: Today I'm going off script about all the things that are wrong in the world, mostly the NFL. This is brought to you in part by raisins, the worst food ever to be put in desserts, and my newly divorced ex-wife who is now engaged. That's right, you heard me. Raisins are the worst idea ever to be put in a cookie. They don't even belong in the same room as the sugary goodness. I mean, if you think about it, some person left grapes out for a really long time, and then, like a child, saw this shriveled up piece of thing on the ground and put it in their mouth like a grown idiot and now we have to blame them for all the millions of half-eaten boxes of cookies from Costco that get thrown away each year way to go idiot you want to know who else is an idiot yeah I already said it Matt Nagy three times in the red zone with only three field goals come on that's just ridiculous the Bears suck so bad they were booed off the field going into halftime even though they were winning nine to seven and here's the kicker, pun intended. The Bears were down to the 34-yard line with 50 seconds left in the game and took a knee so they could kick a field goal to win the game. We saw how that worked out for him. I just think Philip Rivers is the biggest D-bag, and I just want to see him lose as often as possible. And I don't even know why. I just don't like him. 50 seconds in the NFL time is like the equivalent of time it takes for Matt D. Francisco to take a dump or for Brooks Lively to draft on the road. It's a long time. And somehow, the Bears found a way to screw that up. The guys from Part of My Take said it best, Matt Nagy is a scared coach, and he sucks at it, which is why he belongs in the CFL with everyone's favorite quarterback, Johnny Menzel. I mean, is he even playing in the CFL anymore? I have to look into that. There were three missed field goals in this game, including the game winner, Da Bears, they cut Cody Parkey last year after his double-doink-off-the-post loss to Gabe's Eagles. So in the offseason, they spent more time looking for a replacement than Alex Fiafia Fia does eating a whole cow. And I guess that's not saying much, though, because is Fia a tank, so... Bottom line, the Bears have a kicker who has more earrings than Terrell Owens, and that alone spells disaster. They might as well call Jay Cutler to come back and kick for the team. Even better... Call Mike Newton because he's looking for work. <laughs> Call it. In the words of the Bears superfans, Chicago should stick to the thing they do best Polish sausage. Right. Polish sausage.
3: Okay?
4: I mean, it's a family thing, I think. You know, my brother's in it. Uh, sausage. Everybody <laughs> bears. This season is a wash. And this pretty much sums it up.
5: My friend came to the door. She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong. is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. Nah. So the girl come downstairs. She come out of her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man, the building is on fire. I said, no, nah, what? My three kids, and we bounced out. Uh uh-uh. uh, we ain't gonna be in no
4: fire, not today. So, from Jake's Kicking Corner, kicks and balls, double, double doink, and whatever, whatever. And remember to draft the Pats D in the first round. Peace out.
0: For our special guest, we welcome on former Wisconsin Badger, the little known middle Watt brother, that is LA Chargers fullback Derek Watt welcome to the pod enjoy this interview right after this commercial break
5: special guest it is Derek Watt the forgotten Watt brother is it okay if I say that
3: that's fine whatever whatever works for you I'll I'll take it
5: okay well you're you might be the forgotten Watt brother but you probably are our favorite Watt brother because one you you went to the University of Wisconsin which obviously I went to and two you're fullback which means PFT loves you yeah Definitely.
3: Oh, I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate the support. You know, it's uh, like you said. I, I see it all the time on Twitter. There's, there's a third Watt brother, so I see it all the time.
5: <laughs> well, you, you're partially to blame for that. Now, your, you, your initials are DJ, and you could easily be DJ, and your brother TJ, and your, your other brother JJ. So that I think would go a long way. In having people realize that you're a third Watt brother, but you decided at an early age that that was not going to be your your path.
3: This is true. Yes, uh, that could be a, a big, you know, significant role in it. But yeah, when I was shoot, I think like five or six years old, I just kind of came home one day and told my mom, "No, no DJ, just Derek." And I know she had said the other day that, so she started calling me just Derek, not you know. So she was using it like, "Call me just Derek." Hey, come here, just Derek. Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, no, no." Derek, so JD. Like, yeah. I got uh, I got DJ from uh, Full House and DW from Arthur stuff like that. I was like, just call me my name. So uh, I kind much. of put on that stuff when I was a kid. Okay. okay,
6: um, so we do know your brother JJ. We haven't met TJ yet; haven't had the pleasure. Uh, JJ said he could kick your ass. Would you like to re- respond to that?
3: Uh, he's a big man, uh, but you know, well, uh, we haven't really had any any battles where we've had to worry about that. So you know, we're we're brothers. We uh, you know, we thought we were kids, but it was usually TJ and I versus JJ because he was much bigger than us at the time.
5: So when you guys go to when you visit JJ's compound, uh, the training no, no compound, his rustic his log rustic cabin yeah, which we've been to. Yeah. Uh, what, what is the sport that you guys all compete in? And is there a point where, cause we always get fascinated by this, like the Harbaugh brothers, they always talk about when they compete and then it gets a little too serious. Does it still get a little too serious sometimes when you guys are all competing in something? Oh yeah.
3: Um, I mean, it's shoot. There's not one sport. It's whatever we're doing. We're always competing and, um, you know, whether we're doing a workout and, and whoever's jumping the farthest in the sand pit, whoever's, you know, uh, making the most shots while playing basketball, something like that. It's whatever you're doing, you're arguing about something. It's never – no one's ever a clear-cut winner. There's always some sort of dispute, and competition's always at the forefront. And, uh, yeah, it's it's always uh, a battle of some sort, that's for sure.
6: I can imagine, yeah. Uh who is your favorite player that you've ever had to block for, and why is it Danny Woodhead?
3: <laughs> oh, I love Danny. Uh, Danny's a great guy. Obviously, Obviously, I would – uh, you know, I've, been, I've known Melvin for seven years at this point, and I've been around him, uh, you know, been with him forever. But Danny honestly took me under his wing when I came in as a rookie. So I have uh, I love Danny, uh, you know, him and him and his family are great. They, they took my wife in and I in when we were rookies. And, um, you know, I know you guys are big fans of him, and I'm a big fan of him as well.
5: Best yes. friends. Yes, absolutely. Um, so you recently became a father. Did uh, Phil Rivers start respecting you more once you started, <laughs> once you had a kid? He's like, all right. You all right, motherfreaker? You're nine. You're one ninth of the way there. Now we can yeah. actually be boys.
3: Yeah, I said I got a long way to go, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. And <laughs> I told him there's no chance I'm catching you, man. It's, uh, I don't know how in the world they're doing that. That's it's, uh, that is wild. Well, they I have do?
5: an idea of yeah. how they're doing it, but yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes.
5: Does he
6: ever show up with all of his kids at once?
3: No, I've never seen them. I don't think I've ever seen them all together. And once I've seen them. In, you know, little- I don't know if they can, they can all get to one place at one time in one vehicle. <laughs> I've always wondered that. Have, I think they have their own school bus. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, he's gonna
6: it's get impressive. a show on TLC eventually. That's yeah. so
5: funny that like no one's seen all the kids at once. Yeah. Like you see a few here, you see a few there, and then like you know you piece it together in your brain. Like all right, I know those four, and I've seen those two, and then there's <laughs> another three over there. That's perfect. Um, so let's talk a little badger football because I am now, obviously it's a little different cause you played and it's always different on the player's side and the fan side, but I have my hopes up all the way now. And that means that I'm going to get them. My, my guts ripped out of my chest where are you do you still watch the badgers? Or are you able to follow the team? I know it's been a few years since you've been um, in, in Madison, but are you able to follow the team? And how do you feel this team's going to do the rest of the year?
3: Definitely yes. So we are able to follow the team. Um, it's crazy. The game against Ohio State I just saw the other day is going to be at noon. Yep. Central's so yep. that that sucker will start at nine a.m. out here. That's that's what's crazy about uh, you know games. It's nine a.m. start here. Um, it's we're going to be in meetings on Saturday morning when when it starts, but I'll be able to catch the most of the second half. I usually am able to. Um, I think they're great, man. They're off to a great start uh, as you know you've been watching. I would love to not see your guts ripped out, mine as well. I'm very invested. Uh you know always will be. You know I, I still there's still a few guys left that I played with um when I was there, so it's good to see them, you know, and, and a lot of the coaches are the same. So always supporting the Badgers and it'll be uh you know if they can beat Ohio State, it'll it'll uh you know really I think kind of put them over the that 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 next step that'll uh get them
5: some more uh, respect in the polls. Yeah, in in a weird way, I don't uh, I don't want to say don't want them to beat Ohio State in Columbus, but if they beat Ohio State in Columbus, then I would put it at a 0% chance we beat them again in Indy. So in a weird way, I want to use this as a recon mission and get close and then beat oh, yeah. them in Indy and go to the college football playoffs and then win the national championship, and then I'll just die of happiness. and Actually, no, I'll die of smugness on Twitter, just <laughs> sticking it in everyone's face. I'll be the most insufferable person in the world.
3: I don't 100 percent disagree with that. It is hard to beat a team twice in one year, but I like to hope that we can do it. You know, okay. at worst case, like you said, recon mission, get close, get all their secrets, and uh, you know, know that you can hang with them, and then take it to them in the in the Big Ten championship.
5: Yeah, that'd be real tough though if you lost in the Wait, Big Ten. Wait, did real you tough. ever did you ever uh, bounce at Wando's or no?
3: No, I did not. I uh, what, at Wando's.
5: what was your? We'll do one uh, totally not relatable question. What was your favorite bar in Madison?
3: Um, I I went to Wando's a decent amount. I would say Wando's is probably the place
5: to be. Wando's is the bar that, uh, they basically have like, they have more draft picks than most, uh, non-Power 5 schools. Okay. As, in terms of bouncers. In terms of like that's like where
6: they have they, that's like Nick Saban lets you work yeah, at a Mercedes Benz dealership have, at Alabama. Yeah, they'll have at Wisconsin, years. They just have you bounce at a bar. Right. They'll have years where there'll be yep. like four draft picks <laughs> gotcha. bounced at, at Wando's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking through this recent history of tweets. Your kid Logan is very cute. Uh, and I'm looking at the controversy going on between JJ and TJ. Fighting for who gets to be the favorite uncle uh, one just free tip if you're an uncle out there if you want to be known as a favorite uncle just teach the kid that your name is favorite uncle and then your name mm-hmm. It's a really easy life hack but yep. I'm looking at the Halloween costumes that you that were sent by JJ and TJ and JJ is gloating that uh, he's the favorite uncle because he sent a cool lion as opposed to a pumpkin one can you confirm that JJ is the official favorite uncle?
3: Well, J.J. actually sent both of those costumes. Him, oh. and his, him and his fiance sent both the lion and the pumpkin. T.J. did not send a costume, so there's that.
6: Oh, okay. Wow. So, so
3: easy. T.J. did send, a, you know, he, he sent a Steelers jersey, number 90. J.J. got wind of that once T.J. played. Whenever T.J. is playing and I'm not playing, I'll let him wear it. So, J.J. said, a Texans jersey's in the mail, so we just got that a couple days ago. So, mm. they're battling it out. JJ was here two or three weeks ago. Logan would not smile. He couldn't get a smile out of him. And TJ was here this past weekend. And I think it was partially the circumstances, but the environment oh, we were around oh. Logan was smiling a little bit more with TJ. So, uh, you know, JJ kind of admitted the upper hand to TJ right now.
5: Oh, damn. Okay, I
6: like that. Keep like us updated on the Uncle Power rankings yes. as, as the oh. season moves along. Uh, I want to talk to you real quick. I'm a big fan of fullbacks, as Big Cat mentioned earlier. Uh, did you see former Wisconsin fullback Alec Ingold's? fullback assist against uh in London it was against the Bears where he dove like three yards into something have you ever even thought about doing that
3: uh you know you gotta do what you gotta do it's uh it's the goal line man and uh he made a great play there and and uh you know helped that helped the running back get in and that's what you gotta do
6: it was a pretty solid play I've never seen that before and then I'd like you to talk me through uh last year in the playoffs you had an opportunity to score a touchdown in the in the game against the Ravens and you pulled maybe the most fullback move of all time to try to get into the end zone, like a, a barrel roll from two yards out on the ground to get in. Can you walk me through that play?
3: Yeah. Um, you know, it was a, a ball. It was kind of low, and I, I tried to get out, get low and, and dove for it, and no one was there touching me. I was like, shoot, I'm not in yet. So I tried to do the old stop, drop, and roll into the end zone. I thought I was in. Replay showed I was in, but uh, the refs kind of called otherwise, and I still am touchdownless to this point. So nope. That's unfortunate. You one
5: get... in college, one yeah. in college,
3: one in college.
5: Yeah, but, uh...
3: yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah. So that's eight years of playing the position and one t- one touchdown. That's
6: that's almost better though that you only have that one touchdown. Like yeah. that, to me, it's more of a fullback if you just get one and you're like, you know what. It's scoring's kind of overrated. I'd rather let the other guy do it.
5: Yeah, one is what. Yeah. yeah, one is better than having like four. Yeah. If you got like ten, then it's yeah. like okay, this guy scores, but one is like ooh, there's that one.
3: Yeah, I got you. I, I respect that. I I, I don't disagree.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, does how JJ must has like four or five touchdowns, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he plays defense, has more touchdowns. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> did you have you ever met Boltman?
3: Bolt man, I I don't think I've ever met him. No. Damn.
5: Okay. Well, that was a bad question by <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you we'll have a clean lot. Clean it up for me, PFT. I got you.
6: You got a lot of footballs behind you. <laughs> How many game balls are are they giving to fullbacks these days?
3: Yeah, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, some are for offense. I'm, I got more more than more than more. Most of them are for special teams. You know, special teams player of the game. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Because that's where that's where I'm making most of the impact. Yeah, I'm getting my tackles on special teams.
6: You know, we should have like a favorite uncle competition between us, like amongst the
5: Watt brothers. Oh, so we like which started one of you guys? Sending, yeah. Yeah. We, we started can, sending Derek's son a bunch of uh, clothes yeah, and stuff. Absolutely. And we're like, Actually, it's us.
6: Kid, yeah. Can we inject ourselves if into we this just rivalry?
5: JJ as uncle? <laughs> sure. That would be fun. Sure. Hey, speaking of that, did you, when the uh, hey JJs were like at their peak, did you notice them? Did you know that there was going on?
3: Yeah. So my wife. That's funny. My wife was actually just. I, I. told her I was doing this, and she said, "Didn't they used to kind of make fun of JJ with the <laughs> oh hey JJ stuff?" And I was like, "I was like, yeah, yeah. Those were. Uh, yeah. Those were going around." Oh, um, definitely saw a few of them. That's for sure. Yeah, they they, they
5: made it pretty big. Well, we, listen, we've grown as, as people. Well, not only that, but I think we knew that it was, you know, JJ actually uh, like dealt with it perfectly mm-hmm. by uh, like kind of getting in on the joke. And then and then we've had a couple of times where he's come by and it's always been fun. And that's the best way. It was actually a perfect lesson in how to just disarm a joke is to just accept it. And then and then it kind of dies on its own. No one 100%. does it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, funny though that that's like a I always think about that like shit. Yeah, we were uh, kind of we were kind of
6: assholes, but yeah. you know what? Like we we actually the fact that we were assholes to JJ to begin with and now we've like kind of calmed that that tension down between us. Like we like JJ a lot and I think he likes us too. So uh it, it was perfect the way it worked out. Um I got one last question for you. Uh what's your favorite word that Philip Rivers uses instead of a cuss word?
3: It's got to be gum. Bad mm, uh, gum. It's really there's really only that and shoot Let's see that. shoot and bad gum and mother freaker. Mother freaker,
5: yeah, yeah, he might, he might and like gracious,
3: gracious pop. to Pete, yeah. yeah. gracious oh. to Pete. Harry, ah, shoot, yeah, yeah, shoot, he's got yeah. me saying shoot, yeah, know about it. yeah. But uh gracious to Pete, he definitely does say too, and and uh he doesn't. I mean. He's not yelling at us very often. It's usually at the other team, or you know, in, in in lightheartedness. But yeah, it's usually dadgum gracious to Pete. I forgot about that one.
5: What about at the end of a game in the fourth quarter? Let's say it's like I don't know, six thirty p.m. on a Sunday, and you guys are down a score. What's what's Phil saying to the to the team? What's he saying on the sideline? What's he saying in the huddle?
3: And he's just let's go. We got to go down score. We got to go win this one. And uh, he's 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 good at being that that leadership role, and, and he'll. Um, you know, when when you do something wrong, he'll let you know about it. But uh, you know, he's good at he's got that motor motivator factor to him, and uh, you know, you're never out of the game when you got Philip the quarterback. Yeah, um, I always feel like you have a chance.
5: Yeah, he's been in that spot before, so you can feel so it.
3: definitely, definitely.
5: All right, my last question. Um, so JJ did uh, the commencement speech in Madison. I'm assuming yes. TJ will do it at some point, which leads me to ask me versus you who do we think has a better chance of doing a commencement speech in Madison?
3: I would guess you 100%. Probably.
5: Cause we're, I'd say we're on the same level of grad at this point. Like the TJ <laughs> and JJ are way above us, but I feel like we might, we maybe we just go a package deal, the two of us and we pitch it to them. You get a Watt brother and you get a guy who probably they don't want to be associated with the university. And we'll throw that at them.
3: I, I'm down for that. I mean, I, Neither of those two graduated, so that's the, that's the weird oh, part about it. Oh,
5: good
6: point.
3: And you did? So that's the craziest part. I graduated. Oh, the, you're an so,
5: alumni. I did too. Let's go.
3: So we got two graduates, and <laughs> combined has to be better than a yeah. single non-graduate, right? I yeah, agree. agree. I agree. Good
5: points all around. I agree. Um, all right. Well, Derek, thank you, man. And by the way, we need to – I think it was actually because you were about to have a kid, but we proposed the idea to JJ. We want to do it next year. We want to have a uh, part of my take versus the Watt brothers uh, Olympics where it's me, Hank and PFT versus you, TJ and JJ. We can pick 10 events and we just duel it out for a couple hours at his uh, rustic cabin one, one, one day in the spring. I like our odds.
3: All right. Yeah, that uh, that would make for some, for some good TV, some good video, whatever you got. And uh, if you guys... We'll accept that challenge every day of the week. Okay. You
5: don't know the events, challenge. First challenge, most college degrees wins. We have two out of our three. (laughs) You have one out of three. Done. All
3: right. You guys can take the first one. That might be the only one. (laughs) There we go.
5: There we go. All right, Derek. Well, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Good luck rest of the season, man. No problem. Thanks, guys, for having me. See you, man.
6: That interview with Derek Watt was brought to you by Peloton. Why does Men's Health call the Peloton bike the best cardio machine on the planet? Well, let's break it down real quick. Probably because I use it, actually. That's probably why it was named best men's health uh, cardio device in the entire world. If you can't find a workout that keeps you engaged, try the Peloton bike. It's an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back.